God asked you to give up your dreams, would you say yes? In the words of Erica Simon, a fearless woman of God who portrays her faith daily on a prominent platform seen by millions of people. Here on this episode, you'll hear from Erica Simon. She's a weekend morning anchor and reporter at ABC 13, located in Houston, Texas. Not only is she a journalist, but she's a mother, wife, and known to be a giver no matter where she may be destined. You'll hear Erica share what led her into the news industry after wanting to walk away from it. She's also transparent about many things women go through but may be afraid to speak on. Depression, anxiety, therapy, and we go even deeper. You're now listening to Behind the Spotlight Podcast. Erica Seinman, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well, honey. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. I just want you to know that I really appreciate you having spending taking time out of your day to talk about this um, behind the spotlight. Just so whoever is listening um, knows that this is a platform and a conversation that I chose to have. Well, really ordained by God to have that. It's important to talk to influencers, people who are really in the spotlight um, that people see as successful, um, but they're a true believer of God and they show no shame in talking about him. And so one thing about why I chose you was you have no shame. I mean, every single day you're expressing your faith. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I think it's important to not only mentor. This is going to be a conversation to mentor me, but also mentor anyone who's out there to really kind of show them and let them know that it's okay to express your faith. There's no rules that says you can't do it. Um, However, I also want people to understand kind of the background of what you do and who you are and kind of, you know, in the media industry, we always have to put on this certain image. And that's kind of why I think it's also important to have this conversation because sometimes the media industry, specifically the news industry, makes it seem as if we have to, you know, be very robotic or very limited to what we can say and express about ourselves. So kind of before we dive in to the segment, kind of just Talk to me about what got you into the news industry. How long have you been in it? And talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, this is year 14 for me. That means I graduated college a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> So I've been in the game a little minute now, um, but it, it's good. This, this is an industry that I really feel I can make a difference and make an impact and have tangible things in front of me. Um, you know, that people see in terms of disseminating information, in terms of, you know, getting a chance to meet different people and how they, you know, uh, engage with my life and vice versa. So I, I always, I feel like was a talker. I grew up um, writing children's books and was in young authors contests. I was in theater in high school. So TV is kind of a combination of all that, right? Like in a sense, like you're acting, you're, um, you are portraying, you are um, obviously having to be on, on camera. You have to be a good writer and you really can't have nerves. And so I think I had the makings of that growing up, although that was not my dream growing up. I wanted to work in sports communication. My dream job growing up was to be like 
the media chick for the Dallas Cowboys or oh Dallas Mavericks. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I want to be the chick running the press conferences behind the scenes and, you know, making sure the guys get to their community engagement events and all of that. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I was a psychology major um, when I first went to the University of Missouri. I then wanted to be a sports psychologist. Figured out how long I had to be in school to really be successful and get my PhD. So I was like, ah, no, I'm not with that. So I was already enrolled in going to the University of Missouri, which happens to have, I would argue, the top journalism school in the country. I'm a little biased. Um, so, you know, I was asked on a senior trip, like, have you ever thought about broadcast? You seem like you would be good in that. And so I looked into it and switched my major and, and here I am. And so it's been challenging yet rewarding. And there was a time years ago that I walked away from it. I thought I wanted to work in nonprofit. And so I quit TV years ago for a few months and uh, God brought me right back. That's powerful that you said that, that God brought you right back. And do you know why he did? Well, it was interesting. So at the time um, I was single, I had just come off of a couple of international missions trips. I wanted to save the world in a different way. I felt like I could do that, you know, in the nonprofit uh, sector. And so I remember hearing a sermon at Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida, which was my church there. And um, there was a man named Rob Hoskins who was there preaching. And he was talking about how God was working with his family's business, which was to print spiritual and Christian literature in different languages around the world for children. And so he was referencing one particular trip to Russia, which used to be the USSR and very difficult to get into and have access to and what was traditionally a very atheist um, land. And so he was saying how God was just working miracle after miracle there. They were able to get into um, like orphanages and schools and people were just being saved left and right with this literature. And so he talked about an incident where they went to what turned out to be the largest mental institution for children in all of Russia. And um, he said God was still working miracles there. And there was a guy who was on their trip with them doing some of the work who pulled him over to the side and said, you know, I asked you to come to this particular place because this is my son. And this is the first time I've been able to actually interact with him and see change in the spirit move in his life. And so, you know, his challenge kind of was like, this is what life is about. Hmm. Moving mountains is what it's about, you know? And in that moment, I felt like the spirit said to me, Erica, if I asked you to, would you give up your dreams? If I asked you to, would you give up TV? And I immediately said, yes. Mm -hmm. And so that was the shift for me back in 2013. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was called to do something else. Um, but it was interesting because when I moved back to Dallas, where I'm from to go figure it out and pray and regroup, because my parents were like, just come home and figure, we'll figure it out. Um, I had been off, you know, since I was 18. So of course, like, just come home at this point, but we miss you. And so um, my, was it my general manager? I believe it was my general manager of my station in Jacksonville reached out to me a few months later was like, hey, we have some managerial changes. You should come back to the station. What will it take for you to come back? And so long story short, I wound up going back and um, for more money and helping launch a weekend morning show and, and that they never had before and anchoring, it was just too full. God brought what I had always desired back twofold. I just believe he wanted to know if I was willing to die to my desires and my dreams. And once he did that heart check, 
then I, it's my, I, I kid you not, my journey has been different ever since. Every single day that I go on television or do uh, mentoring or a special guest appearance or something, it's not about me. And God made it very clear with that little period of my life. And so I would look at this now, even like mission work with what I do. That is, that's really powerful. The one thing that I admire about you is that you always express your faith on social media, a platform that many people look up to you and they see who you really are. And one thing about social media that people may not know is that people display parts of them, not all of them. And so, but you express your faith. And so I think I was telling you about this before, how um, one of my colleagues was telling me, um, how are you so comfortable talking about your faith on social media? Like, aren't you afraid that people are going to judge you? And so I guess I want to ask you, have you, were you ever afraid to express yourself? Cause you do it so easily in daily posting scriptures. Um, if you're dealing with something at work or in life, you kind of just really make it so personal and just say, God, I really pray for these people who are going through a hard time. Like you're not afraid to express anything about him. So were you ever afraid to express your faith while being in the position that you are right now? Never, never. And, um, you know, I would say some people would advise against that. Um, Because obviously, you know, when you get into, quote, the big leagues or you start working for big corporations and people who monitor your social media or who technically own your social media, depending on who you work for, there is a fine balance, right? I mean, you don't want to alienate viewers and people by being overt. Now, I've asked God for discernment and wisdom over the years, and, you know, I try to never push what I believe onto people. And as a matter of fact, I've taken it upon myself to learn and engage with friends of different faiths and backgrounds or whoever, you know, I'm not Muslim, but during Ramadan, I wish everybody a happy Ramadan on Twitter. You know what I mean? I wish everybody a happy Rosh Hashanah when it comes and I'm not Jewish. So I I believe that the strength of my faith is being um, inclusive, um, but also firm in where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of the fine balance and why I'm okay. And then the bigger thing for me, honestly, I've always said, when I get to heaven, God is not going to ask me if I made it to CNN or ABC Network in New York. He's going to ask what I did with my time and talents. And I have to have an answer, point blank, period. And so... Um, You know, he's put me in a position and a platform to, um, you know, showcase him. And for me, that's complete transparency. I mean, I am jacked up. Okay. (laughs) And y'all see that. I mean, I think I had a post, um, you know, during my wedding anniversary. And I was like, look, I'm really not even a great wife. And here's why. Okay. I'm non-submissive. I'm stubborn. I want my way right now with no rebuttal or rebuke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just, for me, but, but this is how God has worked on me in that area. So for me, transparency, what you see is what you get. I don't know how to be fake. I don't know how to be flawed. And so I think all of my stations have learned to realize that. And, and, and for the most part, trust me to be of good character and not, you know, demonize or alienate people while I'm still my authentic self. Do you think that viewers ever had a problem with you expressing your faith? Do you think that your faith contradicts with your work? Um, I feel like, and I've learned this in the Houston market, you're not going to please everybody. 
somebody's going to have an issue. I like to use the example. I kid you not. If you follow me on my Facebook fan page, I could say the sky is blue and people going to say, no, it's not. It's pink. I remember you saying So that. I've learned, you know what? What y'all aren't going to do is stress me out mm-hmm. and ruin my peace today. So here is my truth. Here is where I'm at. Because what I try to do in terms of, in, I always try to encourage or bring something that blesses me or that's helped me. Because again, I'm very flawed. I have to preach to myself a lot to make it through situations. Mm-hmm. And so I often try to share that, you know, on Twitter or whatever else and say, hey guys, you know, I hope you have an amazing week, such and such verse, you know, about persevering or whatever. Like I honestly, the key for me is just sharing what helps me. You know, I'm not, and I think people for the most part recognize that and appreciate that and don't take it as she's trying to, you know, come down my throat and force something. No, I'm not. If you're (laughs) on my page, this is where I'm at with it. And this is what's helping me. I hope we can learn and grow together. Um, Yes, I'm a journalist. Yes, I'm all these other hats, but I'm also, um, you know, a woman of God. I'm also a wife. I'm also a mother. I'm also, you know, a diehard Texan. I'm, I'm all these things. And so, Um, what you see is a multifaceted person. And so our station, um, and I think a lot more, um, you know, TV groups are trying to encourage people to give themselves, because think about it, right? At this point now, social media is a benefit for them. If if people are attracting viewers or people gravitate to them or like them for some reason, it's just a benefit to their station. So they do uh, encourage us to be tactful and classy and respectful in all things, but then also show ourselves. And so um, to answer your question, some folks, yes, probably would have an issue. You know, I feel like some people, you know, who are just downright atheists, they don't, they're not going to like it regardless. And at that point, I calmly usually tell people who are just talking crazy, you're more than welcome to unfollow my page. I would hate to lose you. Right. But don't torture yourself. Just move forward. Just just move on. Because this is what I'm going to do. As long as I do it in a respectful way mm-hmm. um, and, and in a generic way that's not hurting y'all, what's the issue? Right. And I think that's important um, just for us as believers. You know, I'm, I was telling you before that I'm getting to that level in my life as well to express God, no matter what, no matter who I'm speaking with, um, regardless of their beliefs or anything. And it, it doesn't come off as like, I'm trying to get you to believe him, but I also want to know who I I want you to know who I represent because of who I am and who I am as God. And regardless of what I'm doing or who I'm with or where I'm at, like he is my foundation and that's what I stand on. Um, What scriptures, you know, you're in a very tough industry. People, whoever, whoever's listening know that the news industry is greedy. It is tough. It is not easy yet. We still put on our pretty faces and we get up for the day and we go and do our business, but we have our hard days. And so what exactly do you do? What scriptures do you lean on that get you through those tough days? Mm, So when I was younger, and it's so funny because I've recently gotten messages from high school friends that have told me that scriptures I would leave on the desk every day in each period, they still have. They still have notes of where I've encouraged them. And so what I used to do was just that, like keep notebooks of encouraging scriptures for they have to flip open, you know, um, when times got tough. Um, So I definitely believe in keeping those. I still have plenty of them over the years um, for different seasons of my life, whether it was heartache, whether it was, um, 
you know, me in between TV gigs, me trying to transition to something else um, and just kind of these, these big moments. And so, um, yeah, it, I, I feel like I, I was trained very early in terms of how to have quiet time, how to study the Bible. When I was um, in junior high, I first started going to Fellowship of Christian Athletes camps mm-hmm. um, around the state. And I went every year up through senior year. And so they really taught you tangible and practical things. And then even with my church youth group growing up, Oakland Bible Fellowship in Dallas, like we were all super close and like really have Bible study like before class in high school. Like, so I think I always knew where, you know, where to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorites and books of the Bible are Isaiah and Psalms. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's always an encouraging word in those. And, and you know, King Dave was just going through it. He just had to call to the Lord all the time. Through Psalms. <laughs> and so during tough times, I'm like, well, I got to get my King David on today. You know what I mean? And yeah. the Lord asks me, I can't move. I ain't got no breath. I can't make, you know. Um, so those are books I always look to. Galatians 6, 9 is one of my favorite verses. You know, do not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time. You'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to go old school, like Second Chronicles, where it's saying basically, like, I see your tears don't fret, your work yes. will be rewarded. Like, I just, I I, it's, I always say, it's so funny. I think I said <laughs> that the other day on a post, like, you know, it's really serious because I went to the Old Testament on y'all. Like, I'm having to go study, okay? I'm having <laughs> to go Old to the Testament. ancient text. Right. right. And so um, I'm a firm believer, yeah, I'm just encouraging myself. And my mom, you know, I feel like times where I am straying or not where I'm supposed to be, thank God for people in your life who like, I remember my mom in college when I was going through just a rough up and down relationship. My mom was like, girl, you need to get in your word. Are you reading your Bible? I see right. you trying to hang out. And do, like, are you reading your Bible? <laughs> um, so it's very important to have people in your life who are going to get you back on track. And then, like I said, who you can pick up your notebooks or the things that, that you remember got you through those tough times because the word is true. Um, 10 years ago, 20 years in the future, you know, through every scenario of life. And so um yeah I'll pull out those old books or or even just you know how folks do just pull open the Bible and God will speak to you wherever right right all right Erica we are getting to the neat and greedy so now we're going to move into behind the scenes of who you really are you know cliche ironic is that behind the spotlight is revealing who I'm really speaking with and what people are really unaware of um of course you can kind of decide what you want to speak on but we are human. You know what I'm saying? Just because we're on this platform and what people say as successful doesn't mean that it's all together. So, you know, I look at you, I admire you, but of course there's things that I don't know that, that you go through that is really, really difficult for you. So I guess for many people who are kind of wondering, you know, not just me, but other journalists, other people who see you, viewers, people from all over the world are like, you know, I want to be her. Um, However, to become you, I'm sure you had to go through so much of um, trials is what we call and things that, you know, are not pretty. So my next question for you is, what are some challenges and some things that you've gone through that no one knows. It's very, <laughs> I know let's, okay. Limit it down to maybe like a, a tough topic. And I just want to make this a very transparent conversation. I think it's necessary. I think the things that we don't want to talk about are the things that we do need to talk about. So what is something that um, you've gone through that many people would never even thought that you've gone through? 
Mm, I mean, I've had a thousand challenges in my life, that's for sure. I mean, one in college that I don't even think um, my friends at the time knew, um, I was really determined and motivated to start my major on time. And I failed intermediate algebra at Mizzou. I failed college algebra at Mizzou. And I had to wind up going to a night school, um, Columbia College in town in Columbia, Missouri, to take like a eight week course just to try to catch up. And I failed that one too. Wow. And so, um, you know, it really was about to set me back. And I was supposed to be online pledging a sorority that same semester. And I had to make a decision, like either I'm going to do social stuff or I'm going to try to, you know, get back on track. And so I did. And I worked my butt off. And eventually the professor at the community college was like, look, this show, just take a 70. Like you're, you're going to be a journalist. Man. Just take a 70 at this point. But that was really challenging for me because I'm going to be honest. And, and this is probably, you know, anybody who knows me well, well, probably says I'm spoiled. And it does sound like I'm spoiled when I say this, but this is the truth. <sighs> Most things in my life have come easily. Mm-hmm. Most things. I've never had to really struggle. And I thank God for that. You know what I mean? Like if my parents struggled behind the scenes, I never saw it. Um, You know, sports came easily. Academics came easily. Having a bunch of friends came easily. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a social butterfly came easily. Being able to write papers came. Like I did, everything was just kind of easy. And so that was a first, I think, real challenge that set me back. Um, Honestly, like ever since I had my daughter, I've been struggling. Um, I went through postpartum depression really bad after I had her and just the game changed. I was just not the same mentally. And I'm still not like I still feel like my post baby body sucks. Like I'm still like 12 pounds over my pre baby weight and being on television. I'm reminded of that all the time. Y'all know how it is when you yeah. could fit, you know, your dress last year. And now all of a sudden you can not like, oh, my God, <laughs> I went from a size three to a size four. Like, what is life? <laughs> You know, again, going back to, um, yes, I was an athlete growing up, but like, I never really had to work out. I never really had to watch what I ate. And now mid thirties, yes, the heck I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is a real challenge for me every day to get up and somehow broadcast to the fourth largest city in the United States and be confident and be as confident as everybody thinks I am. I'm not. And behind the scenes, I'm like in turmoil and struggling. And I, you know, it's it's tough. And even just juggling the past year or two has been hard. This pandemic has created a lot of anxiety for me of like trying my best to keep my daughter safe and my family safe and not contracted out reporting and, um, you know, talking to viewers. It's it's just there's so many things I didn't realize I would struggle with in this past year. And I have mm-hmm. and I'm having to work through it for the first time ever. I'm in therapy. And I, I commend, you know, anybody who has to go talk to a therapist because, you know, you have to learn things about yourself and you have to really dissect and open the door to skeletons or cobwebs and things that need to be fleshed out. And, you know, I'm really jacked up in a lot of ways. And there are things that I have to battle behind the scenes to make sure I'm still doing what I need to do in front of the camera. And that's hard. You know, if you're going through it behind the scenes and you've maybe got three hours of sleep because of ABCD, and then you're having to all of a sudden be on in front of thousands or a million people or however many people that can be challenging. But, um, you know, I try to remember the greater purpose and the greater goal and that it's not about me. 
And that's honestly the reason why I'm so transparent about a lot of stuff. I'm jacked the heck up. And so <laughs> and you're not I like afraid to, to people, admit it. Yeah. I mean, Which I, like I think it's beautiful. That. Yeah. I think it's beautiful to be transparent about that because again, I think people just think that we have it all together. You get to, you know, the top market, the top five, and you're good. You know, you got the family, you got everything, you got the house, and it's just like you got no problems. <laughs> like she's you got let's see, you gotta keep working for to pay your mortgage, you got to keep working for the, to pay your Mercedes and this. And so your daughter can be cute. And you, you know what I mean? Like it, it never ends. Like, even when you think you've made it right. Oh, I made it to a time market. Oh, you feel like you're making six figures. Oh, you feel like this, you know, you have a two income household. You have, what's really like together, right? What is it? Because like I said, and I, I alluded to this earlier, yeah. like, there's so many things within me that I need to work on, right? Mm-hmm. I have it together, but I realize like I don't handle pressure very well when everything is chaotic That's and that good. creates problems elsewhere, right? My husband's like, what kind of person are you becoming? Like, you're mean, like, what is, what's, what's going on? Like, we yeah. need to slow down. We need to pray. We need to figure this out. Like you need to get it together because everything is unraveling. He tells me all the time, if I'm not balanced, nobody's balanced. Mm, And so I've struggled with staying centered and staying balanced. And to be honest, juggling all of that, trying to be the ideal wife and mother and TV anchor, and that's hard. And something gives, right? At some point, all the laundry ain't going to get done. At some point, you know, <laughs> all of <laughs> your daughter's outfit wasn't laid out. So she, maybe she went to school looking a mess. Right. Okay. Because your husband had to just throw something together. You know what I mean? Right. Everything isn't going to be perfect, Danielle. And I've learned that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a supermodel in my 30s, maybe in my 20s, but not in my 30s. You know, Girl, you look work, good. Do not. I got to work harder to do that. But I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now, it's okay to realize everything doesn't come easy, Erica, like it always has. And you have to really identify what you need to prioritize, what you don't, and the things that need to be prioritized, make it work, right? So my quiet time, you know, my worship time, that has to be priority, because if not, none of this other stuff's gonna matter anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on that balance, so that I don't have so many challenges. (laughs) I just think it's beautiful for you to even recognize that because um, you talk about therapy and you talk about um, just realizing something about yourself that you didn't realize until you got to that specific space in your life um, when you're like, dang, I didn't realize, you know, I, I'm used to everything. And I can relate to that in all levels of my life, you know, youngest of five, given everything. And it's like, you know, there's still other things like internal battles that people are so unaware of, but it's like on the outside, it's like, oh, you're, you're glossing, you're good. You know, you got it all together, but it's like, you just really don't know what's going on deep. And you said some other things too, that I really want to touch on, but based on time, but it was really, really, really good. And I know you can probably talk about this into my next question, but I know you were talking about postpartum depression, and I do remember um, an incident back a couple of years ago. You can correct me if I'm wrong, when viewers were t- like kind of really coming at you about your body. And I'm sure that is not easy to deal with. Um, <laughs> you're off of work. You, you're pregnant for crying out loud. Like, what do they Hello. expect you to have a perfect body? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very passionate about this because body shaming, I do not condemn. I will never, ever 
agree with that, whether, you know, after you have a baby, before you have a baby, like that is hard. Like our, I I haven't been pregnant, but still just knowing like our bodies go through an unchanging thing that we can't bounce back from. It's not always easy. So, um, just dealing with that now you're in therapy. So it's like, you're on the right track of addressing, um, your mental health. You're getting, you're focusing on your mental health. And one thing about our culture is that we, especially in our, um, just being in the black community, we kind of shame away from mental health. And so now that our culture is, you know, evolving and coming, you know, going down a different path, I think it's necessary for us to definitely have therapy. So, um, just going, going back to that, dealing with, you know, the shameful comments. Now you're in therapy. Now you're, you know, realizing something about yourself, like, okay, I I know I need to work on this. Um, So what is something that you do in the meantime to maintain your mental health while you are in the spotlight of everything that's going on with you? You know what? Honestly, I think I just do like every other black person like all the ancestors did we just persevere Mm. like you know I feel like those who are really successful they get it done no matter what Mm -hmm. and that's what makes some people great right the champions who persevere through the injuries they're playing with a dislocated this they're you know all the greats figure out a way to get it done and I think that's kind of a little bit how I was raised Mm -hmm. um I have an older brother, you know, me and my dad are very close. My mom's the best friend too, but you know, I was just kind of like boyish, you know, like just get it done. Like, I don't believe just get it done, period. But then I realized, you know, after I had a baby, holy crap, I have woman emotion. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I was just randomly crying and, and, and obviously, you know, nine months, you have a a certain level of a type of hormone in your body. And then next day it just drops. It just disappears. So there's actually like physical stuff going on that just, it's, it's just a drop. And so um, even the strongest, you don't know that necessarily you could have to deal with that. And a lot of women do, a lot of celebrities have spoken out about it. And it's just, you know, some of the signs were, you know, you're just not confident in how you look and how you feel. And you're just every, you're anxious about everything. You have panic attacks about, oh my God, is my child breathing at night? Like just crazy stuff. And, you know, sudden crying spells, lashing out at people, lack of sleep, you, you're a zombie. Um, and so I really high key needed some therapy. Then I delayed it. My daughter's two now. So I really needed it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kept perseverance. I ain't got time to look up no doctor. I ain't got time to do all that. I just kept going. And it was detrimental. It was detrimental because I stored up a lot of things. I didn't express a lot of things and I learned to just deal with pain. Mm-hmm. And I don't suggest that to anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am able enough and strong enough to express myself and still be strong. I think black people are constantly told, like, just do what you got to do. Single moms, do what you got to do. You know, a brother trying to overcome some challenges, maybe he had the legal system, just do what you got to do. But no, we need to take a break and and pause and heal and breathe and do the work. Because if not, what happens is when we start having relationships and marriages or, um, you know, interactions with coworkers, stuff starts seeping out. You start snapping at folk or talking to people crazy or having meltdowns and you have no idea where that came from because you didn't do the work. I'm realizing, I think truly for the first time in my life, I'm genuinely extremely spoiled. (laughs) I mean, my husband has told me that, but like it's different when therapists really tell you different things about 
about yourself. And it's like, yeah, it is always about you. You do want everything fast and right now and easy on a platter from everybody, from everybody. And I do. I just didn't know that. And so I've had to learn to give people grace a lot more to um, allow everybody to, to be where they're at in the, at their level in their space and, and just and just love a lot more and be a lot more patient and, and then always control my reaction and my response. So, yeah, I'm still learning and growing, girl. Erica, you're dropping gems. OK, I hope y'all are listening because this is some good stuff. <laughs> Okay, so lastly, it's like, it's important also to know um, the boundaries you set. And so maybe this is really for me also, but for anyone who's listening, knowing what boundaries do you set um, as an anchor, as a journalist, it's important to your off days are off days. Um, There's a lot of things that I'm sure you even, I always think that we're never really off, like we're just always on. Um, But what advice can you share to someone who just feels like they always have to be on the go, whether they're um, in this industry or they're an entrepreneur, whoever they could be, but why is it important to take a break and to have our boundaries set? Um, I told a journalist this recently, you have to constantly keep in mind, if I, Erica was to call out sick tomorrow, guess what? They still going to have a newscast <laughs> at every time slot, right? Yeah, right. One pony don't stop the show. Mm -hmm. So because of that, you got to take your time. If you sit, call the heck out. If you need a mental health day, a COVID day, do what you got to do. Because when your body or your mental breaks down, you're no good to anybody. When I was 26, um, I was in that grind mode, um, just trying to advance and do stuff. I was still in Jacksonville. And I woke up one day and I couldn't feel the right side of my body. And so... I wound up having to go to the hospital and turns out I was extremely dehydrated. Uh, The doctor the next day was like, you have no water, potassium, magnesium. You have absolutely nothing in your body. You have nothing in your body. She says, I don't know what's stressing you out, but whatever it is, you got to get rid of it. You got to change your life. You're too young to have all this going on. And so you have to take care of yourself or your body's going to quit point blank, period. Right. And it's going to be a meltdown somewhere. You're going to have a panic attack. You're going to have your body. You're going to crash. and You're going to sleep for 13, 15, 16 hours straight. Right. Um, So I think you have to remember at the end of the day, television and journalism, whether it's print magazine, whatever, it's still a business and they're going to get their stuff done. (laughs) If you have to say, I'm sorry, I cannot do this that day. If somebody says, can you work 12 days? No, I cannot. That is a little bit too much. Here's what I can do, okay? Because legally, first of all, they can't work you like an indentured servant and you say something and they continue to work you like, so first of all, you have legal rights. Let's be clear (laughs) on that. But even just morally, okay, at the end of the day, you're still part of the team and take it from me. As soon as I say, you know what? My daughter's sick today. I can't come be like, okay, cool. We'll see y'all. Right. They moved on. And guess who's gonna have a stack full of show of, of reporters and anchors my station. (laughs) So once you keep that in mind, that at the end of the day, it's okay. You have those days for a reason. You have to have boundaries. If you have to say, Hey, you know, I'll check, you know, there's been times in my off days, two days in a row, I won't post anything on social media because I don't need to see comments. I don't need to see, I don't care what anybody thinks. I need to regroup. And you have to take that time and learn it early in life and in career 
or it's going to come back and bite you. Not only that, but the people in your life, your parents, your boyfriend, your, your spouse, whoever, they deserve um, separated time too. They deserve quality time too. And when we're constantly on and constantly checking text messages and constantly checking work emails, that gets aggravating, you know? And so if we're going to be intentional with where we're at in our season, let's be intentional in the different areas at that time. Be intentional with your time. And so if I need to regroup and say, I'm going to the spa, don't y'all call me on my off day. Mm-hmm. I don't even look at my work phone. People tell me all the time, like, oh, well, I emailed you. I said, oh, did you? My bad. I said, if y'all got to find me, y'all got to do smoke signals, call me on my right. personal cell. Exactly. You're not going to find me. Mm-mm. And I learned that a long time ago from a mentor uh, at the NBC station in Dallas where I interned. There's like, you got to take your time. This business will kill you. It mm-hmm. will kill you because they will take and take and take and take and take and take and take. Right. So at the end of the day, for young people or people who are navigating their career, who are on the fence about what to do, just remember that show still goes on. That is true. Last question for you. So, you know, as a journalist and also as a faith believer, we are always in the spotlight in this world that we live in. However, the Bible says, do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the bonus question that I have for you is how do you live in this world without becoming of the world? Ooh. I mean, just like the good book says, like to be a step with the spirit, you got to live by the spirit. Like you have to constantly renew yourself. The battlefield is really before and after work and on your downtime. Like if my mind is not right as a person and as a believer before I step out in, in the world. I don't stand a chance. So that's the key there. And, and this is what I'm learning, what I've struggled with lately. You have to make time for your quiet time and in the presence of God. You have to pray. You got to read your word because there's strength in that, right? The Holy Spirit speaks through worship. He speaks through the word of God. It's living. It's active. It gives you the strength that you need. It gives you the wisdom that you need. And by wisdom, to your point of not living in the world, for example, you know, diving into the foolishness that maybe some other people would in terms of insensitivity. And by that, I mean, you on a scene, somebody's kid just got murdered and you just trying to get the story. I can't tell you how many times in my career I I have walked away from a story or said, call the station, whatever city I was in, this ain't gonna work. Okay. They don't want to talk. What I'm not going to do is assault them. What I'm not going to do is something unethical to get a story. This it's not going to happen. So let's figure out a way to go to plan B. You have to have, I always say, you have to operate with excellence and integrity because at the end of the day, your reputation and your character are everything. If you're known as this vicious, um, you know, musician or reporter, anchor, whatever field you're in, that's it. Because you know how it goes. When you hear about somebody like, yeah, they kind of flawed. But they're kind of sketchy. I wouldn't trust them like that goes with you. But if you do the work up front and act with excellence and integrity and you stay in the spirit and you let the spirit lead you, you don't have to worry about being um, seen in the world too much. Right. Are you going to have your moments? Absolutely. Are you going to have to repent of some stuff? Absolutely. You're going to have to ask God to help you through something. Absolutely. But, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Right. So you have to be armored up. And then God will give you wisdom. I've, I've constantly had the spirit and uh, tell me things on stories and different things. You know, I've given people food. I give people money. I've Whatever God led me to do in that time of somebody maybe in need. I've prayed with somebody. I've cried with somebody. I've hugged somebody. I have done it all. 
But um, so for that, I've been able to still be a light in the midst of darkness and not be so cruel. And I've had people call me back and give me exclusives. I've, I've left my card and said, I'm so sorry I have to be here on this occasion. If you, if you change your mind, and you want to talk, I'm here. Right. And, and, and many times they've done that. They said, because you did not harass me because you were compassionate because you were a real person, then this is where I'm at. So God will reward doing the right thing as often as you can, you know, you're never going to be perfect, but just do the right thing as often as you can and, and take it from me, those blessings will rain down. And it, it, it's a certain confidence, it's a certain God confidence and swag to say, even if I don't sell my soul to get this story or this yeah. exclusive, guess what? It's okay. This gonna come, this thing one. gonna come back twofold. Right. Okay. Exactly. Again, I was walking away from the very business that I swore I was gonna be in forever and I'm gonna make it to network and I'm gonna do this. I walked away because I had to listen to the spirit at that time. Again, I was just kind of being tested um, and then, like I said, my journey and path changed after that, but you got to know when your faith is more important than the story. And it's pretty much all the time, every day, every day. because again, to be, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the scandalous reporter, the trifling reporter, the unethical reporter. Cause I've known plenty of them. I mean, straight up sell their soul, do crazy stuff, sleeping with police officers. I mean, just crazy <laughs> stuff to get story. And I'm like, y'all real, y'all, y'all tried it. <laughs> not over here. <laughs> so there's a God confidence, even in your business, right? Yes. That even if I don't do all of this and break my back, God still got it mm. because I, he's honoring what That's I'm so doing as long as it's with excellence and integrity, period. And anybody else who says different about you having to do all this to get all that? No, you don't. I, ne- I Again, this is year 14. I have never, I can proudly say done anything, not one time unethical in my career. Mm, I've never um, had to lie to try to get a story. I've never had to try to do something with somebody. Not one time ever. Mm. A God confidence to say, I don't have to do all that. Right. It ain't happening. If it's not happening today, maybe God will bring it back. If not, oh, well. And here is how I'm going to operate in my storytelling, in my reporting. Beautiful. Erica, this is why I felt so drawn to you, because you remind me so much of like, I see myself as you when I get older, but just simply like your demeanor, you're so calm. Like, you know, just, you have this calm over you as far as just moving down the path in your life. Like God got it. I don't got to worry about anything. I know we talked about this before, but it's like, I'm nervous about what's next, but I'm really not worried because, you know, God has, God has got me and he's going to lead me down the path that he wants me to go. I don't need to get all crazy and go down these other paths that people are like, oh, you got to do this and do it. No, I'm good. I'm going to just, I'm going to stay still. I'm going to stay right here. And so that's why I really admire about you the most. But I'm going to have to do um, part two because you said a lot of other things that I know we don't have time for. But I'm going to definitely have to come back and talk to you about some other things that you touched on. And I thought that was so beautiful. However, before we go, we're going to do this small little game because I want people to not even that, but get to know more of your mind. And I want to dissect your mind to see, you know, what you would really say. So we're going to just play a small little game of would you rather, and then we're going to pray out and then we can go. So I want to know, would you rather do something you love and make just enough money to get you by, or do something you're okay with and make billions of dollars? Hmm. Are you about the money or the love? <laughs> I mean, I got to go with love because I mean, 
I, I just, your heart has to be pure and the intent, you know, and not only that, but if you're miserable, money can't fix that. That, that was the some, follow-up. Some would argue, some would argue that it can, mm-hmm. but mm, I don't think so. Okay. So you would rather do something you love. Absolutely. Like I said, I told you, you know, I was willing to walk away. I, I mean, I had just come That's off true. a submission trip. I was like, I wanted to work in nonprofit. I didn't care anything about the glitz and glam of TV. I didn't care anything about that. I was just going to try to change the world in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So for me, and maybe it's because this is a Pisces trait. I'm just so like creative and I'm on the earth. Um, but I wanted to make an impact in a different way. So for me, as long as my needs are met and I have everything that I need, then that's beautiful. But you are still serving though. Like I don't think it's crazy how like God would lead you down a different path. This is like the Holy Spirit talking, but God will lead, lead you down a different path, yet you're still doing what you love to do. You're still serving in the community, you're still doing um other things in different ways. And so with that's true. Noticing it. <clears throat> So I just think sometimes it's also important to, even though you say yes to the obedience, he's going to even give you more of the desires of your heart. So I just think that's also beautiful serving in the, in the church and the community, like you're still doing everything. And I'm sure if you wanted to do a, a mission trip, he will give you those amount of days to do that. So, hey, that's just weird. <laughs> but okay. Next one is, would you rather run a country or a business? Mm, it depends on the country yeah i know like, if, if it was a <laughs> tropical island honey <laughs> serve me up a nice fruity drink in the sun and on the beach all day um i would say a country i really would because i would hopefully really be able to engage with people on an organic level i feel like running a business at the end of the day in some way, it's still about business. Do you know what right. I mean? Whether that's the bottom line and profit or whatever, like you, you still have to deal with business. So yeah, I I would agree. Okay, yeah. would you rather read minds or be able to see in the future? I want to read minds. <laughs> where, I want to know what y'all are thinking. Ooh, I want. I don't think I want to know what everybody's thinking because they got some. Oh uh, well, yeah, mm. and some and some people probably made me mad, so they probably have hateful thoughts too. Right, exactly. And I don't know this world out here. Okay, <clears throat> last one is: Would you rather play an instrument or speak another language? Speak another language. I thought you spoke another language for some reason. Yeah. Are you like un Spanish po- or mixed? Un or poquito. Oh, I speak God. a little Spanish. <laughs> I speak a little Spanish. Oh my gosh. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd like to be fluent in another language. No, I'm 100% Black. 100% Black. 100%. That's that light skin. That's that (laughs) nice skin. Well, Erica, I really do appreciate you joining me today. You guys, please go follow Erica Simon on all her social media. You can find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Erica Simon. Again, get to know her. She's very beautiful, such a sweet soul. She will take time out of her day to talk to you. And so, Erica, do you have any last words? Thank you. Well, that's such kind words. And just thank you for thinking of me highly. You know, it's crazy because like, just as long as I've been in the business, as many people have been privileged to me, I just, for some reason, like, I just still see myself as a student in the game. So the fact that you are, you know, asking me questions and, 
you know, taking some of the things I said, that's an honor. It's a privilege. And it lets me know that I feel like my challenges and my growth over the years have not been in vain because if it can help at least one person, then my Lord, it was worth it. You know what I mean? Because obviously God made me strong enough to endure whatever those things were. So um, I'm just honored. And I I appreciate you thinking of me in high regard. I don't take it for granted. Bless you for your words. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So would you like to pray out or would you like me to? Um, you can. It's okay. your, this is your first kick it off. You do it. Okay. 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 All right. Let's buy our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, so much for this conversation today. We thank you, God, for giving us the wisdom and the glory to speak about you, Heavenly Father, God. We don't take this conversation lightly. We just pray, Heavenly Father, God, that if it doesn't touch anyone, if it just touches one person, to just be reminded that it is okay, Heavenly Father, God, to express who you are, to express their faith, because God, you get all the glory, Heavenly Father, God. We just thank you for reminding us of everything that you brought us through, everything that you're going to take us through. But we just know, God, that it's not about us. Even this simple podcast, it's not about me, but it's about showing your glory, showing the people of God, showing your kingdom. And so, God, I just thank you, God, for giving me the faith to just trust you and to reach out and try this. I thank you, God, for giving Erica the wisdom and the knowledge and everything that you have taught her to come on here and be able to speak to anyone. God, we are not perfect and we are not trying to be. So we just thank you, God, for loving us for who we are. And we continue to praise you each and every day. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 I I salute you and I support you and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sister.